This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live. It's a freaking Monday. Do you know the names of all my cats? It is not treason day yet, Warlord. It may be, it may be where you're at over in the magical land of Britannia. It is still July the 3rd. That's why, that's why you had the normal Troll Patrol countdown video. <laughs> the new normal Troll Patrol countdown video, as opposed to the countdown video that will air tomorrow that I actually had to cancel. It was exporting and it was going to take far too long and I don't know why. Patriot Patrol. God, we haven't did. Last time I did Patriot Patrol, I accidentally advocated for a genocide, and we haven't done that since. I still have the graphics and stuff. I I could break out Patriot Patrol if needed. Snicks coming in hot. Hey, skanks, skanks. Chainsaw yelling for a mod, not realizing that Warlord is the head mod. Who, who are you yelling at for help? <laughs> I, I, I don't know that. I don't know if Warlord can help you with your problem with Warlord. Just saying, Chainsaw. <laughs> Good evening, Libertad. Good evening. Good evening. As if you even watch the show anymore. Sparkles. Sparkles. Oh my god. Warlord, do not ban Chainsaw. Jesus Christ. I, I don't know what I'm going to do with you people. We got <laughs> Snicks. Snicks got mediate. We uh, that is a libertarian's wet dream. A society where you just go into mediation for everything. We got a lot of shit to talk about tonight. I've got multiple stories where I just have the headline, and then you guys are gonna, you guys are like, we're gonna have to find out together because I don't know. What, what might I be talking about with this? Jesus is the only one that can satisfy. Jesus is the only one that can satisfy. We're going to talk about bare self-defense laws. Now here is, here is the, here is the headline that I just, I've got to read you the headline. I do not know the story. Just the headline itself just baffles me. Actor cleared of sexual assault charges in wake of cannibalism scandal finalizes split from wife after nearly three years. Actor cleared of sexual assault charges 
in wake of cannibalism scandal. Finalizes split from wife after nearly three years. So we we find out what the fuck that's all about together. I've not read the rest of that, have no clue what's going on. Apparently there are shocking new details in the mass shooting in Baltimore that we covered last night. I haven't checked to see if there was a match. My God, I'm not high enough for this shit. I uh, I was getting ready to take a hit with like two minutes to go in the countdown. I'm like, well, I guess I should wait. I haven't been high in like hours, so light one up, tip one back. I had a friend share out a meme. And it was like this guy selling to a girl. And he was like, this is the purest stuff you can taste that tastes so good. And then she goes back and to smoke it. And she's smoking out of a, an incredibly dirty bong. And I'm like, I feel attacked. I The ice catcher prevents me from being able to get a brush down in there. So I can't clean that motherfucker out. So I'm sorry. It looks like somebody shitted all in the here. Here, Libertad, you should love this. It looks like somebody shitted all in my bong. It looks like I've got a bong full of shit water. That reminds me. Uh, speaking of shit water, life is too short to walk this earth for a crusty asshole. Wash your ass. Wash your ass. Shitted. Sparkles and I talked about shitting over the weekend because we both had the Taco Bell volcano menu. I, uh, I think I might have talked Sparkles into moving to Wyoming. I think I, I think I might have talked Sparkles into moving to Wyoming. Moving to Wyoming soon. Yippee-yay-yay-yay. I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time deciding on what today's meme of the day is. I guess it's this one. Uh, YouTuber Evil Alanis Morissette posts song denying grooming allegations. This is wild. Sparkles loves some cows, yes. And that's I think that's one of the things that I, I sold her on was like they have great steaks, bison burgers, ox, shit like that. Like we'll we'll be getting meat so fresh. Like, like what, what my buddy Jesse say? Have to yank the horns out of it. That's what I'm talking about. 
getting fucking meat almost straight from the fucking rancher. Yippee-yay-yo-tie-yay. Did you guys see the fucking the Miranda Sings thing? Apparently the allegations about her uh, was that she she like sent some lingerie to a, a viewer and she had some kind of a group chat or some shit and like she tartar burgles wants some tartar now that's where you get some fucking tartar from but she she apparently wait a minute is miranda miranda sings is like early internet and I still stand behind the Cheryl Crow video was cute. Burgle, you might not have been here for that, but Cheryl Crow was like uh, skating around Bonnaroo with an accordion. I thought it was cool. But like nobody knew who she was because it's all young people there, right? And it's Cheryl Crow. Like fucking who's... What? What? Uh, not even a millennial. What's the... What's the Gen Z, the iTunes generation, like, they're not gonna know who Cheryl Crow is. Fucking my generation barely knows who Cheryl Crow is. She's a, she's an adult contemporary artist. It was cute. I think so. Because all she wants to do is have some fun. And soak up the sun. I don't know any other Cheryl Crow hits. You put your picture away. Did she take down Lance Armstrong? I know she dated him. Did she take him down? Did he lose a ball to Cheryl Crow? Was she really a ball buster? <laughs> oh, God. They play her music at Arby's. Stick around to the end of the show. We've got multiple Fox News stories about Bud Light. Apparently, they, they accidentally did a commercial for Bud Light while they've also done a, a, a piece on Kid Rock. And Kid Rock's still pissed off about Bud Light. We're talking like months later. But we got actual serious shit. The Snicks wants to lighten up, but unfortunately, we got serious shit to talk about here at the beginning of the show. Israel... It, I don't know, she just, she all the time, she all the time banging on shit. Maybe it's me, maybe I'm loud and she's like, fucking stop it. I don't know, I don't know what we got going on over here, but she, she loud, she loud. Stairs is loud. Anyway, I was trying to transition to Israel attacked Palestine. Uh, conducting raids on West Bank refugee camps. The situation is at a fever pitch at the moment. West Bank, where the Israeli army has launched a large-scale military operation. Killed at least five Palestinians. Have been killed. Seven. Palestinian health officials put the death toll at five, with more than 20 injured. Well, columns of Israeli army vehicles have entered the city of Jenin after a series Shelley, of good evening. strikes on the refugee camp there. 
Well, the operation is one of the biggest raids by Israel in the occupied West Bank in two decades. Well, let's take you to live pictures now of uh, the area of Jenin. As we said, it's the biggest operation that has been conducted by the Israelis in the occupied territories for uh, around two decades. It's a, a large-scale operation against Palestinian militants in the Janine refugee camp. Now, it started with uh, multiple drone strikes. Israel then sent in ground forces leading to what some describe as gun battles in the streets. Uh, the Israeli Defense Forces, the IDF, say they were striking terrorist infrastructure in the Janine. That's what they always say. Foreign Minister Eli Cohen said Israeli forces have been targeting terrorism hubs. We are striking uh, the terrorism hub with a great strength. I want to emphasize that uh, we don't have a fight with the Palestinians. Actually, our fight is with the proxies of Iran in our region, which is mainly with the Hamas and the Islamic Jihad, with both our uh, terrorist uh, organization, which finance uh, uh, by uh, Iran. And Iran target is to escalate the, our region. Well, the Palestinian Prime Minister Mahmoud Shada has uh, this to say about the situation in Janine a little earlier. What is going on is an attempt to erase the refugee camp completely and displace the residents. The heroic Janine and its stubborn camp are standing toughly in the face of the occupation and the raids, the same as all our cities and villages and refugee camps. The BBC's Joe Floto gave us this update from Jerusalem a little earlier. Joe Floater. So uh, some casualties reported by the Palestinian Health Ministry, but the thing to emphasise here is that this is an ongoing operation involving, we think, thousands uh, of Israeli troops, uh, and they're currently operating in mainly in the Janine refugee camp in the northern West Bank. It's closed off at the moment, and ambulances are struggling to get in. So. We are likely to see a lot of casualties at some point. Uh, we will get those figures when uh, ambulance crews can reach uh, the wounded and the dead. Uh, but for the moment, we have a handful of people who have been killed. But we do know that overnight, uh, the Israeli military launched uh, an airstrike against what it describes as a command and control center, most likely just a house where people were meeting. Uh, they then continued with further- Most likely just a house. To clear the way for troops uh, to enter Janine refugee camp. And just to give you a picture, this is uh, an area that's incredibly densely populated. Uh, tens of thousands of people live in Janine and the surrounding areas. Uh, narrow streets, lots of people there, and the, the chances of people being caught in the crossfire are high. This is a high-risk operation, and we wait to see uh, whether there are more casualties coming up. Well, that was at Joe Floto for the BBC. Let's take you once again to those live pictures that we're getting here at the BBC of uh, Ginny. This is earlier this afternoon. Palestinian officials have said that eight Palestinians have been killed. And so now we're up to eight. We're expecting more. Wounded. Um, Israel's foreign minister, though, says they're not planning, uh, for now at least, to widen the operation to the whole of the West Bank. Now, as we said earlier, the operation started with a number of drone strikes conducted uh, by Israeli forces and then uh, went on to ground forces leading to gun battles 
in the street. So let's cross live now to our correspondent, Yolande Nell, who is in Janine for us. And Yolande, bring us up to date with what you've seen in Janine since you arrived there. Well, all around us, you've got uh, this acrid smell. Uh, tires have been set on fire. There are protests here very early in the morning, and there have been gun battles continuing um, through the hour or so that we have been in Janine. Regular loud thuds of explosions coming from particularly uh, within Janine refugee camp, which is over uh, to my right. We've seen plumes of dark smoke coming up from there as well. Uh, it's obvious that this is still um, quite an Joey, good evening. stage in what Israel says is its extensive uh, counter-terrorism operation. Uh, we are having statements from the Janine Brigade, which is made up of different Palestinian uh, militant groups, operates inside... That eight is expected to rise. ...armed uh, gunmen believed uh, to be present there. Um, they're saying that their fighters will continue uh, um, fighting what they say, the occupation forces until... Porg brings up an excellent point. There are several religiously motivated uh, tipping points. The France riots that we covered last night, uh, they are dying down. There were far less arrests last night, but that was actually over a Muslim uh, young man that was killed by the police in France. And it has really set off a conversation about race relation with the cops in France on top of what had already been a mood of protest against the government after they instituted the uh, hike in the retirement age. And we're going to go over the issue in Sweden, which is apparently a, a huge thing. Not only did I... Like, we'll, we'll get into it here in just a second. After the... Uh, after the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, which tensions incredibly high. Their last breath. There are claims as well from the Palestinian militant groups that they have shot down uh, one Israeli uh, military drone. It was a drone that was used um, just after one o'clock in the morning to carry out the first airstrike. And, and the first thing you hear Israel using drones, and you've got to wonder, like, if you were to flip that drone over... And you saw made in, what country would it be? Would it be the United States? Did we sell them those drones? Did we give them those drones? I, I, I've just got to ask that question. Things in perspective, although airstrikes are very common in the Gaza Strip, that is not something that we see used commonly in the West Bank at all. In fact, only in the last week uh, have we seen uh, such a, a kind of an attack being carried out by the Israeli military in the West Bank. Um, now drones seem to have been used for several strikes to clear the way for ground forces to enter. Um, things quickly became... Um, but not high enough for the shit. The camp, but all around me in Janine, there is a general strike. You don't see anybody uh, out on the streets, although we have had some gun battles in Janine too. We heard one not very long ago uh, just below the window here. And we've got the, the sound of ambulances um, going past. We know that they are really struggling to reach what we know at the moment is at least dozens of people who are injured, Palestinians inside the camp. And there are claims from Palestinian militant groups that there are Israeli soldiers who are casualties as well. We don't know any uh, official comment on that from the Israeli military. Yolan Nell, thank you very much indeed. Yolan Nell there, our correspondent in Janine. If history is any indication, 
probably set for several weeks, months. Just wave after wave of Palestinians retaliating and the Israelis retaliating against them. Let's go to, and I really, I really enjoyed the reporting from the BBC there. They did a really good job. Possibly Joey. She was like, she was right where they had those tire fires. It's very possible. We've seen, we have seen the Israelis kill journalists twice. In what, the last year? Last two years? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she needs that helmet. Uh, Was it uh, Abu Akle? Or that might have been the young girl in Iran. I can't remember the name of the reporter. The fucking Israel just shot right in the fucking head. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust uh, Israeli forces. Something is popping off in Sweden, and I, I saw a video earlier that really took me aback. But once again, this is just, this is just anecdotal evidence. But this this one this story interests me here because this this Sweden Quran burning Iran is now saying they won't send their ambassador to Stockholm over the incident. Catch you up on the incident: an Iraqi-born refugee burnt the whole the Muslim holy book outside of a mosque on the first day of Id al-Adha. I'd heard of Id Mubarak before, but I don't know what Id al-Adha is. Shall we find out? Because I like learning. The Feast of Sacrifice is the second and the the largest of the two main holidays celebrated in uh, Islam. Wait a minute, the other is Id al-Firit? I'm fucking that completely up. What the fuck is Id Mubarak? Is that like the... The Angel Gabriel called Abraham, O Abraham, you have fulfilled the revelations, and a ram from heaven was offered by angel Gabriel to prophet Abraham to slaughter instead of Ishmael. Muslims worldwide celebrate Id al-Adha to commemorate both the devotion of Abraham and the survival of Ishmael. Call me Ishmael. Still doesn't make any sense to me, but fucking religion period doesn't really make any sense to me. That's why this story is fascinating to me. Because it's a free speech issue. They should be able to burn a fucking Quran. 
I'm all about it. Like I'd burn a Bible. I have burnt Bibles. That is an expression of free speech. However, if you're doing it out of bigotry, that seems like a hate crime as well. This is a very thin line. Beater. Beater. Thank you, Porg. But obviously, obviously, I'm really bad at phonetical pronunciations as well. Swedish police charged the Iraqi-born refugee who burnt the Muslim holy book with agitation against an ethnic or national group last week. If he's Iraqi-born, that's like his own fucking book, right? Like, because that's like me burning a Bible. I was raised in this shit. It's like, I, there's no other country that has a, a first amendment quite like ours. The, the concept of free speech is a thing all over the world. Many countries are free, freer than us. However, Swedish police charged him with agitation against an ethnic or national group. Iran's foreign minister, Hassan Imar Dulahana. I fucked that one completely up. Blamed the government for granting him the protest permit. Plans to burn copies of the Quran have sparked riots in Sweden in recent months. Police had rejected similar protest applications recently, but courts then ruled that they should be allowed on freedom of expression grounds. Muslims consider the Quran the sacred word of God view any intentional damage or show of disrespect towards it as deeply offensive. Like, you have every right to practice your religion, but you don't have any right to fucking have your religion have a bearing on other people. It is free expression. I should be able to burn a Quran. You can go fuck yourself on that one. Mr. Amadoulahalian said despite appointing a new ambassador, Tehran would not be sending them process of dispatching them has been held off due to the Swedish government's issuing of a permit to desecrate the Holy Quran. It was a statement he released on Twitter. Iraq's foreign ministry also asked its Swedish counterpart to extradite the man who burned the Quran. They argued that the Iraq, we, I thought we spread democracy to Iraq. Iraq's foreign ministry asked its Swedish counterpart to extradite the man who burned the Quran. They argue that since he still holds an Iraqi citizenship, he should face trial in Baghdad. After the incident, thousands of Iraqi protesters raided the Swedish embassy in Iraq at the instigation of the populist Shia cleric, uh, Muqtah uh, al-Sadr. They left after 15 minutes when a security force was deployed. The Prime Minister of Sweden, uh, Ulf Christensen, <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like the Prime Minister of Sweden. Ulf Christensen denounced the raid on the embassy, but also said it was time for Sweden to reflect on its identity. It is, of course, completely unacceptable for people to unlawfully break into Swedish embassies in other countries. I think we also need to uh, reflect in Sweden. It is a serious security situation. There is no reason to insult other people. But... 
I has has the prime minister of Sweden gone woke moralist? Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Hassan Amir Abdullah Hayan. Amir Abdullah Hayan. Amir Abdullah Hayan. Hassan Amir Abdullah Hayan. Getting close. Hassan Amir Abdullah Hassan Amir Abdullah Hayan. I th- I think I think that was the closest I've come. Still probably not precise. But like probably would get an attaboy from Hassan himself. Or Hassan. It might be Hassan. God damn. Following an emergency meeting of the Organization of Islamic Cooperation in Jeddah on Sunday, the Saudi-based organization called for member states to take unified and collective measures to stop countries burning copies of of Islam's holy book. Secretary General Hissian Brahm Taha said the burnings of the Quran were not merely ordinary Islamophobia incidents and urged countries worldwide to adhere to international law, which clearly prohibits any advocacy of religious hatred. Morocco, Kuwait, Jordan, and the United Arab Emirates, among other countries, have recalled their ambassadors to Stockholm following the incident. It has also sparked anger in other Muslim-majority nations, including Turkey, a NATO member, which has a say over whether Sweden also gains membership. On Wednesday, the country's foreign minister tweeted that it was unacceptable to allow anti-Islam protests in the name of freedom of expression. But what it... Oh... That's a tough one. Sparkles says MBS kills less journalists in Israel. I don't know why she didn't put that one in chat. Because that's a really good line. Because it's true. I saw this wild video on on Twitter. Let me see if I bookmarked it. I don't think I did. was a teacher in Sweden and there was a Muslim student that wouldn't shake her hand and I, I see the video and I'm like little dude has every right not to shake your fucking hand you can go fuck yourself but apparently the woman thought that this was a thing where like Muslims feel that women are inferior and this was like a like a misogynistic thing 
and I don't know what to say about that because if that is the case and that puts a whole new because once again once again the fucking the kid shouldn't be forced to shake anybody's hand that they don't want to fucking shake their hand but if they're doing it out of a out of a bigotry that's kind of an issue oh that's a fucking tough one What do you guys think about that? What do you think about the burning of the Quran? I can't find that video again. But you get the gist of it. Like, and the teacher was like, if you're going to live in Swedish society, you're going to have to interact with women. And... Yeah. This doesn't have any kind of easy answer. Boy, do I think religious nonsense uh, is a big problem. But also, bigotry is a fucking big problem. I mentioned religious nonsense being a problem. But then you have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. You can't you can't call Muslims snakes. Greene calls Muslims snakes in a misleading tweet about the protest in France. Earlier today, trending on Twitter was the phrase France has fallen, which was wild to me because last night was the least amount of arrests so far since protests began six nights ago over the killing of a 17-year-old young Muslim immigrant. United States Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene on Monday authored an Islamophobic tweet in response to the ongoing protest in France over the Tuesday, June 27th slaying of a 17-year-old by law enforcement. Pay attention, America! France has strict gun control laws, and they are under siege of a radical Islamic violent uprising destroying France and overwhelming their police. Muslims migrated to France over the past two decades, and France took them in making it difficult for the people of France to own guns for self-protection. We need strict immigration laws and strong borders and always defend our great Second Amendment rights. Do not import criminals and religious radicals and strip your citizens of their God-given right to defend themselves. Beware of taking in snakes. Attached to Green's post was a video of former President Donald Trump's Sunday speech in Pickens, South Carolina, where he recited Al Wilson's The Snake to disparage undocumented immigrants. Wow. The congresswoman grossly distorted the facts about the unrest in France, which we went over last night, but last night was also the most uh, peaceful time. Speaking of Trump, 
in the most peaceful night in terms of arrest by the Paris police. So it does look like things are calming down in France, but we have new allegations against not only Trump, but vice, former Vice President Mike Pence. They apparently pressured Arizona's governor. We knew about Georgia because Brad Raffensperger, bleh, Brad Raffensperger recorded his phone call. We also, we knew about Ducey in Arizona because he was signing a bill on camera and Trump called him while he was uh, on camera and and the governor declined his call. But apparently now we know that Trump allegedly pressured the Arizona governor to overturn the results. ...detailing just how far former President Trump went to try and overturn the 2020 election. Multiple sources telling ABC News Trump allegedly pressured Arizona's then-governor to overturn the state's election results. As first reported by the Washington Post, Trump allegedly called former Republican Governor Doug Ducey to speak about the more than 10,000 votes he lost by, insisting if the state found enough voter fraud, it could swing the election. So there were phone calls exactly like the where he's like, we, we need to find 11,000 votes. So he did the same thing in Arizona. We need to find 10,000 votes. Just need to find 10,000 votes. Fuck you. In his favor. ABC News also learning Trump dispatched former Vice President Mike Pence to pressure Ducey into finding fraudulent votes. Pence reportedly called Ducey multiple times following the election, but did not follow Trump's orders. And when no fraud was found, the pressure from Trump continued. That hail to the chief ringtone was Trump again calling Ducey as Ducey was certifying the state's election in front of cameras. Ducey muting the call, later confirming it was Trump on the other end of the line. Pence's team has declined to comment. A spokesperson for Ducey says the governor stands by his actions to certify the election and considers the issue to be in the rearview mirror. Trump's campaign tells ABC News the allegations are part of witch hunts designed to interfere and meddle in the 2024 election. But Trump has been accused of election interference before. I just want to find uh, 11,700. We have what we call uh, um, we got a motive. We've got uh, a pattern of behavior. 80 votes. He's currently under investigation for this phone call to Georgia Secretary of State, accused of meddling in that contest, something he denied again during a rally this weekend. That Georgia case expected to play out into the summer, the prosecutor there hinting that any indictment could come as soon as August. Alex Prechet, ABC News, Washington. I would expect we're going to be doing another Trump indictment day. All good things come in three, right? So in case you guys hadn't heard, uh, it appears that Rudy, DJ Dub, good evening. It appears that Rudy Giuliani has flipped on Donald Trump. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? And is cooperating with Jack Smith and his attorneys 
Whoa, that was wild. Whoa. That's how that's supposed to work. I'm not high enough for this shit. 2020 election, he really just had one play. He would call people and just yell at them. And now it seems people are yelling right back. Okay, maybe not yelling, but they're definitely talking back. And some are talking to the feds. This week, we learned that former Trump lawyer and longtime ally Rudy Giuliani was interviewed in the special counsel's probe. Giuliani was Trump's megaphone for much of 2020 and 2021, spreading his lies about the voting system being rigged. According to a statement from Giuliani's spokesperson, the meeting was, quote, voluntary. Now, we don't know exactly what questions were asked during that interview, but we do know that Jack Smith has at least two investigations about which we are aware, one regarding the classified documents and the other about trying to overturn the 2020 election results. Now, I'm going to emphasize those are the ones about which we're actually aware. There could be others going on. We've already seen what Jack Smith can do. The indictment against Trump and the Mar-a-Lago documents case, it's damning and it's lengthy. Now, we may be close to seeing what else Jack Smith can do to hold Trump accountable for trying to destroy our democracy. Joining me now, former personal counsel to Donald Trump, Michael Cohen, the host of the Maya Couple podcast, co-host of the Political Beatdown podcast. Oh, it's a book plug. Engine disloyal and principal of the company Crisis X. Michael, my friends, always so good to have you here. You and I are always having good free flow. Good to have flow. you too, Katie. Yes, Michael, thanks for joining us. You and I are always free flow on this. So this is my first question for you. You were pretty much the first one at bat to be able to say, I am going to talk to the feds about what I know about Donald Trump. What is it telling you that it seems to be a race to the finish line now for people like Taylor Budovich, Rudy Giuliani, uh, let me make sure I don't miss, Mike Roman, Gary Michael Brown. I mean, there's a lot of people, Michael, that are saying, I want what Michael Cohen has done. Right. The only difference, though, is I want to be very clear. I received no benefit from providing the cooperation that I did. Oh, shut up. But he's not stupid. And he knows yeah, he is. first to the gate that's going to end up getting what it is that they're looking for. And that's some sort of, of a benefit. Now, from what I'm also reading, Jack Smith may not be interested in providing the immunities that, for example, the Southern District of New York gave people like David Pecker or Alan Weisselberg. Um, so, look, Rudy has a lot to consider. At oh, the- I get the appeal of Michael Cohen. I do believe, again, that he may be crazy, I would, but he's not stupid. He knows exactly what he... I would enjoy talking to Michael Cohen. I'd, like to, I'd have him on the Troll Patrol. I'd go out and have a beer with him. I'd go out and have pizza with him. But, like... I wouldn't trust him. He's doing. Michael, let's talk about that Manhattan DA indictment. That's kind of been on the back burner a little bit because everybody's been talking about that federal indictment on the classified documents case. My friend Joyce Vance put, put out a really good substack about what happened recently in a Manhattan courtroom. I'm just going to quote a little bit of it here. A federal judge heard testimony from Alan Garten, who you know, the chief legal officer of the Trump organization. Alan testified under oath that there was no evidence that you worked on anything other than the hush money in exchange for the payments from Donald Trump. So there was no link to any official act of the presidency for Donald. And then Garden actually confirmed as well that some of the $420,000 payments that Trump made to you went to Stormy Daniels and that he, as in Garden, was not aware of any other work that Cohen did for Trump. I mean, Michael, this completely substantiates, corroborates, and validates and verifies what you've said from the beginning, that you were acting at the behest of your boss and client at the time, Donald Trump. How big is this mess up 
by the Trump legal team in the Manhattan DA's case? Well, of course. I mean, it speaks for itself, but I have yet, other than Donald calling me convicted perjurer, there hasn't been anything that I've said that either hasn't come true or hasn't been corroborated both by documentary evidence or by other people's testimony. So what Alan uh, Garten did here is a it's a pretty significant mess up. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, as you just appropriately stated, it corroborates everything that I said. Michael, there's a lot of talk about a guy named Boris Epstein or Epstein. It depends on who you're talking to kind of like DeSantis or DeSantis. Boris has now been called kind of the gatekeeper or the quarterback of the Trump legal team. I'd like to think in a lot of ways, <laughs> when you worked with Donald, though, you kind of were a consigliere. You were somebody who was there that was overseeing a lot of stuff that was going on in Donald Trump's world. In your opinion, has Boris tried to take over the reins from you? Has he tried to fill in shoes that you actually were filling when you were working as personal counsel to Donald Trump? Right, so good luck because Boris is a moron. Uh, when Boris became part of the campaign, <laughs> Boris was like, as I like to refer to him, and others did as well, he was like the little lapdog that was trying to figure out how to get close to Donald's leg. That's all he wanted. I want to hump his leg. He has no real experience. I mean, he may be a lawyer. Um, you know, he may be. Uh, I don't know if I would even consider him to be uh, smart. But one thing he's not is he's not strategic because everything that has happened to Donald over the course of we'll call it Boris's reign has not inured to Donald's benefit. Not one iota. Michael, and and because of that, part of it is because there's a stable of lawyers that come and go that represent Donald Trump. You were obviously an attorney for him for many years. I have to ask you, and I want you to answer objectively, you know, is it organized chaos to have this many lawyers in Trump world? Is it strategic or really is it as much of you know, a blank show, as some people- It's a shit show. Because it just seems to be so disorganized. You have so many lawyers that are retained, so many people representing him, and all of these different civil and criminal cases, and yet they're continuously losing. Yeah, well, it's very difficult. You know, Alan Dershowitz once said, you know, I don't lose because I'm not a good lawyer. I lose because the cases are impossible to win. That's the problem with Donald Trump's cases. They are impossible to win simply because, you know, the evidence that is there is so significant and it's so in your face. You have recordings of Donald Trump basically confessing to taking documents to showing top secret national security doc- not basically he is confessing to the crime that jack smith is accusing him of so it doesn't make a difference if god himself came down from the heavens to represent donald you still cannot get past the fact that the recording is donald's voice regardless of what he says the documents will be shown to be the top secret documents that dealt with iran in an attack no matter how many things he wants to say, they were golf shirts, they were diapers, they were newspaper clippings. It doesn't make a difference. It is what it is. There are other people that were in the room that are corroborating exactly what Jack Smith is purporting it to be. So it doesn't really matter. And yes, Donald Trump operates in a world of chaos. That's the only way that he knows how to operate. I can't hold that against him. I do too. I was there 
with working for Donald and the group that's there today, we never had this sort of national attention on issues that deal with not just national security, but basically the, you know, our country's democracy. We didn't have that. We had, you know, myopic real estate nonsense and so on, um, and some stupid things that Donald would do, but it wasn't on the scale and the level. That some stupid things he would do. Simply amplifying what a lot of people have said, which is if he hadn't have run for office, where would Donald Trump be? Michael Cohen, my friend, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. The same, and a happy fourth to everybody. Thanks. Happy fourth. Um, I can answer that question. He would be doing like a celebrity apprentice revival or something every few years. He would just be existing the way Donald Trump existed. As, as like a fucking D-list, C-list celebrity, whatever the fuck you'd call him. If he just, if he just lost the fucking election. He'd gone back to that, to his fucking world and done The Apprentice and... He probably would have done like a, a different kind of apprentice where like he picks political candidates or some shit on the back of him losing the presidency. Political apprentice. Seriously, something like that. And that would have been like, and I would have enjoyed it. And we, he still could have gone on talk shows and everybody could have made fun of him. And we all, we all would have had a good laugh. David Letterman had the best take on, on Trump. You know, he used to come on, he's just a big goof. I'd make fun of his hair and we'd all have a good time and joke and Paul would play some music. He'd play like Pink Floyd's money or something. And it was all fun and games. Uh, do you guys know about Josh Hawley? Fucking Josh Hawley. His wife is facing calls to be sanctioned over a Supreme Court case. Aaron Morrow Hawley, an attorney and the wife of Missouri Senator Josh Hawley, Facing, I believe, like they host a podcast together, don't they? He is facing calls to be sanctioned after it was reported that a man named in the Supreme Court's ruling in a case affecting LGBTQ rights says he had nothing to do with it. On Friday, the court ruled six to three in favor of Lori Smith, stating that she can refuse to design websites for same-sex weddings despite a Colorado law that bars discrimination based on sexual orientation, race, gender, and other characteristics. Smith and her attorneys from the conservative Christian Legal Advocacy Group, Alliance Defending Freedom, filed her initial case to Colorado District Court in 2016, arguing that the state's anti-discrimination law prevented her from including a message on the website for her company that stated she would not create wedding websites for gay couples. The request was not the basis for the lawsuit filed preemptively by Smith before she started making wedding websites. 
But as the case advanced, Smith said that she had received an inquiry in September of 2016 from a same-sex couple, Stuart and Mike, to build a website. We went over all this last night. Stewart didn't give his last name. He's now said he was unaware that his name was uh, invoked in the lawsuit until he was contacted last week by a reporter from New Republic. He denied making the request. Stewart's comments to news outlets sparked an outcry on social media and led to some to call for Aaron Morrow Hawley who is a senior counsel at ADF to be sanctioned. Making my way downtown. What is that song? Now I'm fucking now. Now I've got like. What's that from? But anyway, hey, oh, what's going on, my friend? Vanessa Carlton, the piano song. And I miss you. Dun, 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 dun. Did I get the name of the artist right? It might have been a different one hit wonder. Yeah, 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 DJ Dub D. <laughs> it took me a little bit. It took, like I was trying my best to come up with it. I was stumped. No, 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 no. I I worked on radio during that time period, <laughs> and and songs like that give me PTSD. So perhaps perhaps I just blocked it out because it play. We 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 definitely had a top forty station, and it definitely played that song way way too much. But welcome in, my friend. Anyway, fuck Josh Hawley's wife. Not literally. Not literally. Get your get your minds out of the gutter. You live in sexual anarchy. Apparently there are shocking new details in the mass shooting uh, that we talked about last night in Baltimore at least two people had died as of last night new details in shocking Baltimore mass shooting a beloved annual block party turned into a chaotic mass shooting early Sunday killing 18 year old Alaya Gonzalez and 20 year old Kylas Fagbemi Police say the 28 others injured were mostly teenagers ranging in age from 13 to 19. Couldn't believe the numbers. You know, it was frightening. Baltimore police say at least two shooters were involved and are working to determine whether more people were firing. Monday morning, officials say they have yet to determine a motive and are still figuring out if victims were targeted or shot out indiscriminately. Mayor Brandon Scott says the investigation won't end until the shooters are under arrest. We won't stop until we find those responsible and hold them accountable. 
Baltimore police are searching a crime scene spanning several blocks and looking through hours of surveillance footage. Officials also urging community members to come forward with any relevant information that could help in the investigation. We have only touched some of the video that's out there. Somebody is missing their crock. Had their phones working, and there's much more video out there. As the city comes together to pray for the victim. Shit, uh, you're a virgin on the kick. Well, we haven't been on the kick very long. They kicked me off of uh, Twitch, and maybe that's why. Maybe that's why it's called kick. So I've I've had to almost start completely from scratch. I went from having what was it, guys? I was like at three thousand followers. We got up over 100 subs at one point in time. But now now, now we got kicked off of the Twitch because I played a uh, body cam video. <laughs> Dustin, good evening. Now with Amaranth and Justin Freakin. There is a big drop off. Well, I'm a, I'm a news show, my friend. We play like the most horrific videos and cover like the craziest stories. And I played the body cam video of the Louisville shooting. And I got taken down for extreme violence, which is wild because that was like the what, guys? Maybe hundreds? Two hundredths. There's a lot of fucking cop shootings in this country. And I play a lot of body camera footage. So it was really we were like we we watched the body camera footage from like the four cops that beat the shit out of that dude in was it Memphis or outside of Nashville like they beat the shit out of him for like an hour and we watched it we watched it for like fucking three hours because we watched it from every different angle <laughs> I shouldn't I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> but we watched that dude get the holy fuck beat out of him. I guess because he didn't die on camera. He died a few hours later. Uh, I guess that was the difference. We, but the dude that died in the video, like it was blurred out. And now, and now to, and like, So I have a, I have an inside connection and they keep they keep talking to me so I hold out hope that I will get my Twitch back. But they keep saying that I have a lot of infractions and I'm like, I don't though. I didn't do anything. I've been a very good boy up until this recent thing with the and I I'm a news show. I played a video from a press conference. It was censored. It was the cops. It was informative. It was educational. Come the fuck on. Come on, man. Just because I do a show with a troll head doesn't mean you're not going to learn something over here. God damn it. All right. We got to do fucking... This is the wildest goddamn headline I've ever read in my life. We've got to find out what happened here. So read it to you again. I've, I've, I've billboarded this at the start of the show. Actor cleared of sexual assault charges in wake of cannibalism scandal 
finalizes split from wife after nearly three years. This is this is one of the, the absolute wildest headlines. I have been doing news. Twenty years now? I've been on the radio for over twenty years. Been in broadcasting over twenty years. I've been doing news for about twenty years now. This is the wildest goddamn headline I have ever read in my life. And we've we've done the Taylor Shabusiness story. And that story just kept getting wilder and wilder. But this, actor cleared of sexual assault charges in wake of cannibalism scandal finalizes split from... There's so much going on here. Sparkle, of course Sparkles has been following it. This, this is a Sparkles type of story. What in the fuck is... The modern day gold standard for a drawn out divorce has to be that of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wait a minute. What is it? Arnold Schwarzenegger? I'm... Schwarzenegger was involved in some shit. What's going on here? What in the fuck? I got clickbaited or something. Army Hammer? Who the fuck is Army Hammer? And what does what does what does Arnold Schwarzenegger have to do with any of this? I'm so confused right now. Army Hammer. Ah, fucking Daily Mail. Army's been cleared after the LAPD investigated for almost two years after a rape allegation, but the case went nowhere. The DA turned thumbs down for lack of evidence, so he's clearly getting on with his life. What was the cannibalism? I got clickbaited. Fucking one... I don't know if it's banging around upstairs or if that's some What kind of what kind of conspiracies are you into? I think it's pretty safe to talk about virtually anything on kick. Arm and Hammer is not interesting me anymore. Uh, what does interest me is this kid that apparently has been missing for the last eight years and they found, I guess he's not a kid anymore. 
happened in Texas. He was found after eight years of being on the milk cartons. Family members tell me Rudy Farias is in bad shape right now, but they are grateful to finally have him back home. And now that he's been found, there are a lot of questions about where he was the past eight years. The search for 17-year-old Rudy Farias is now over. Eight years after he was last seen, the now 25-year-old's family says he is found safe. How'd this happen? Oh, we believe in miracles, and this certainly was a miracle. Tim Miller is a director for Texas. He sounded gross, Nick. He is one of several people who helped search high and low for Farias. Can't even tell you how many times we've searched and how many leads and tips came in, and and uh, and then they just kind of faded away, and we heard nothing, and now all of a sudden this. Investigators say he disappeared in March 2015. He was last seen walking his two dogs. The dogs were found, but Farias was not. At the time, loved ones said he suffered from PTSD, depression, and asthma. I'm scared because he's out there alone by himself. Miller says they followed up on every tip. In the very beginning, uh, you know, I met with a family and detectives out there by his house where he disappeared and we found a backpack. We actually talked to somebody who had a, one of the catering trucks, which felt as though that they saw him and stuff. Uh, then there was different possible sightings in different places. Miller says he never would have imagined Farius is still alive. I think now, uh, where was he? There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of investigation to kind of see what happened, where it happened, how it happened. Again, there's still a lot of questions about how he disappeared. And loved ones say Rudy Farias is still in the hospital right now. But again, we are working to find out more answers to these questions. And we will keep you updated as we learn more. Corley Peel, KPRC 2 News. He had to be living with somebody. Somebody had to take him in or something, right? Was he living on the street? Was he disoriented and didn't know where? Eight years. I'm just, I'm stunned. Where was this? Where was this little dude? Alternative explanation for election fraud. I, I'll give you the alternative explanation for election fraud. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. That is why the United States has a decentralized administration of their election. I'm sorry. Like, it is getting ready to storm here really bad. Is is lightning and thunder? It is apparently not. Uh, my neighbor upstairs, bang clanking around. So I might have to get out of here because I don't like having all my. I really want to. We'll we'll save it for tomorrow. It's perfect for the Fourth of July. We'll save we'll save Kid Rock and the Bud Light for the Fourth of July. We got multiple roller coasters shut down, woke NBA players. Ah, the bear self-defense laws. Okay, we're gonna do we're gonna do this, then we're gonna do bear self-defense laws, and we're gonna get the fuck out of here. Jesus is the only one that can satisfy. The only one. My ex-boyfriend when I was twenty years old 
made me come 21 times in a day. So I think he can also satisfy. Jesus is the only one that can satisfy. You live in sexual anarchy? The only one. My ex-boyfriend when I was 20 years old made me come 21 times in a day. Some women can come really easily in like 20 times in a day. Like really? That's all you got? Just saying. Just throwing it out there. That was Abby Chatfield. That was her response to Bachelor Runners Up claim that only Jesus can satisfy. I don't know who either of these people are. I just thought it was fucking funny and they live in sexual anarchy. Well, the fun one, the one, the person that actually had life lives in sexual anarchy. Jesus is the only one that can satisfy. The only one. My ex-boyfriend when I was 20 years old made me come 21 times in a day. You so live in sexual anarchy. Satisfy. Jesus. Thank you, Adele. I appreciate you letting us know that. Was it racist that I called her Adele? All right, this might satisfy as your animal video for the night. So, bear self-defense. They're going to teach. They're going to teach bears how to defend themselves. Um, because according to the Second Amendment, the bears have a right to bear arms. I love the bear laws. Look for the bear necessity, the simple bear necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. You did not expect me to sing the Jungle Book tonight, now did you? I guess the kids know, because like Disney redid Jungle Book, didn't they? They've probably done like a live action Jungle Book or some shit. After an increase in bear interactions, including a bear attacking a dog and biting a man in Litchfield, a lawmaker is now going in-depth about a new bear self- Well, how did his fucking, how did the man get his, his appendages inside the bear? Why, like, why, why you mess with the bear? You see bear, you go the other way. Don't run, because apparently that, like, sparks the bear and they'll run after you. You just calmly turn and walk the other way. Don't make eye contact with the bear. Don't try to cuddle the bear. I'd try to cuddle the bear, but I'm stupid. You shouldn't try to cuddle the bear. Self-defense law. Senator Stephen Harding says the law allows people to shoot a bear if they no. by it or are protecting themselves, a family member, or pet. It also provides protection for farmers should a bear destroy their crops. No, no, no. I'm totally against this. The bear... The bear should have the right to shoot anybody except for the pets. You have a right to shoot the bear to protect a pet. That's 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 my that's my outlook on this. This this law is written wrong. The bear should have a right to self-defense. And the new law makes it illegal to feed bears. I think this is a significant what if the bear is hungry he's making it clear to, to my constituents that if you are god forbid in that type of situation uh whereas a bear is 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 threatening um uh, your safety your family's safety your pet safety it makes it clear in the law uh, unquestionable that you are able to use lethal force in those situations 
Now, although many have called for a bear hunting season, the new law stops short of allowing open season on the animals. Oh, you're in the you're in the bear. That's not a good pet. Like, I got I gotta give you I gotta give you like a good. Oh, here sparkles real fast. She gave me the. What the, what the fuck? This is I got I got to know. I got to know what the lowdown is. Army Hammers X, Paige Lawrence says he branded her skin and talked of removing her ribs to eat. So it was just theoretical cannibalism. It wasn't actual cannibalism. Actor Army Hammer has been one of the most promising actors in Hollywood, but all of that is in doubt. Well, I, I'm not a fan of Arm and Hammer. Allegations so sick, they conjure up images of Hannibal Lecter character. She spoke with Amber Cogliano in this exclusive interview. She's the beautiful model making disturbing allegations against her ex-boyfriend, the popular actor Army Hammer. Paige Lorenz says she was emotionally and physically scarred by Hammer, who has starred in a string of hits, including The Social Network. I don't know who either of these people are. I've not seen any of those. Um, funny, charismatic. In September 2020, Paige says she became romantically involved with Hammer after he started following her on Instagram. Army Hammer is 34, Paige is 22. Yeah. It was fun. Oh, red flag. Definitely nothing that I had experienced. The star had recently filed for divorce from his wife of 10 years, Elizabeth Chambers, and his relationship with Paige appeared serious. The actor even invited Paige to spend Thanksgiving with his mom. Thanksgiving with his family, which felt like a really normal step and gave me like a little bit of hope towards a normal relationship. You had fun with his family. Yeah, and it's just a nice thing and it made me feel like special because I come from a traditional family. But Paige says their romance took a dark turn when Hammer suggested she watch the controversial 2002 <laughs> film, The Secretary. Put your elbows on the desk. In the film, Maggie Gyllenhaal is introduced into the world of sadomasochism role play by her boss, played by James Spader. I don't understand. There's I've not seen that either. Paige's social media followers began noticing bruising on her back and thighs. Did he beat you up? It was never like that. It was always biting, um, biting, like slapping, hitting, like, you know, sexual though. It wasn't, um, it wasn't like the traditional like abuse or anything like that. Ultimately, like I just wanted to please him. And in that moment, I would have let him do anything which I think is the scariest part of this. She also says Hammer literally branded her with the initial of his first name. He carved a letter into your skin? Yeah, he did. He just carved an A into That's fun. Paige says when Hammer brought up cannibalism. He would say, oh, I want to remove your ribs. We're going to find a doctor in LA. Um, and I want to smoke them and eat them. At first, Paige says she thought he was kidding, but then disturbing private messages were leaked, allegedly written by Hammer to several women on social media. I am 100% a cannibal, he supposedly wrote. <laughs> and I want to eat you, said another. He was getting weirder and weirder, and I just ended things. 
Hammer's attorney sent us this statement. You and me. Assertions about Mr. Hammer are patently untrue. Any interactions with this person or any partner of his were completely consensual in that they were fully discussed, agreed upon, and mutually participatory. This I feel like when that's happened, like you don't have to release a statement saying that everything was consensual and mutually agreed upon. Just saying. Holy shit, it's storming. Scandalous allegations are now seriously threatening his career. He recently dropped out of the new Jennifer Lopez action comedy movie, Shotgun Wedding, citing personal reasons. When was the last contact and, and what was it and what did you guys say? I sent him a message just acknowledging that I knew what he had done to me. Well, that was fucked. At least there wasn't actual cannibalism involved. It is really fucking storming. Um, we're going to watch a squirrel that deserves an Oscar for his performance. He decided that his name is Bobo. Wanted to get his owner's attention. Placed a broom on top of himself and played dead. He's really pretty. Look at that fucking coat. <laughs> what a little shithead. You ain't fooling nobody. You cute though, Bobo. You cute. Oh, <laughs> he looks right at the camera. He knows what's going on. Ain't nobody fooled by you, sir. <laughs> ah. We've 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 been on uh, prankster animals. We had the opossum last night knock the squirrel into the into the lake or the the pond. And we got this little shithead playing dead. All right, go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. We're going to be here tomorrow night with a special 4th of July. Troll Patrol, live. <laughs>